0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM.
1: power number three here on a terrific Football Tuesday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here. On the BeckQL Network, simulcast for the next hour of the program by our friends at Stadium. And over the course of this hour, we'll continue our handicap of week 11 in the National Football League with Sunday and Monday night football. Two certified bangers coming up in primetime the Broncos and the Vikings on Sunday night in Denver, and then a Super Bowl rematch in Kansas City on Monday night between the Chiefs and the Eagles. We still got to get to Lochmas. Ken Barkley's going to tell you how to bet the Heisman Trophy right now in college football. Does Bo know Heisman? I can't be I have to be like one of like fifty people that said that this week already. Yeah, But but that's okay. That's a pretty good line. So there you go. Does Bo know Heisman? Well we'll we'll find out. And Ken will give us his take on the Heisman trophy as we move along. Power Hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight. The NBA bets of steel in the National Hockey League, the games we've already bet for Week 11 in the NFL, and we'll give you our college hoops bets for tonight as well. Speaking of bets in the great sport of college basketball, I know that the seasons have technically been underway for a little bit. It feels like tonight... Like, that was, like, the soft launch for college basketball. And this is, like, big boy time now in college basketball. For people that haven't seen it yet, and I know I've said this a couple times over the course of the show today, like, an unbelievable slate of games tonight in college basketball. A great night to sit on the couch and veg out and play some bets and enjoy some college hoops. And joining us right now to break it down, one of our favorites here on You Better You Bet. has killed it for us the last couple seasons coming on, talking college hoops, talking betting on college hoops as well. And that is our friend, ESPN superstar, studio host for our friends at ESPN. Also doing great work as a betting analyst right now for our friends over at ESPN Bet. Saw him on the newly minted ESPN Bet Live last week. So great to see our guy shining and absolutely killing it. It's our friend, Dallin Cuff, on Twitter at Dallin Cuff. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy college basketball season to you and yours.
2: Good to be back, guys. I'm Mr. Musk. I hope I enjoy a few minutes together. (laughs) And um, yeah, last week... It's one of those things that the college basketball team started last Monday. It's like if a a, a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? They need to fix the start of college basketball. Today is really the unofficial start, so I'm excited. we got a big night, and obviously the Champions Classic is the headline for it
0: yeah sure why don't we start with the champions totally agree about the that you kind of the the tip off or the kickoff of the season it's just like oh man it's the first night what's going on well Gonzaga's favored by 71 over Sacramento A&M like okay well let's let's fast forward to the champions classic then uh which is tonight it obviously features like as it always does two really good games between the same four teams and they always cross match who plays each other this year that's Duke and Michigan State and then Kansas and Kentucky in the nightcap. We'll get into the individual games and maybe some bets that you have down in a second, but three, actually all four of these teams, very low priced to win the national championship this year. Kansas at MGM, at least a very small like favorite, if you want to put it that way, over Purdue. Do you think the best team in the country this year is playing in the Champions Classic? Do you think it's one of those four teams? And if so, who is it?
2: Well, that's a tough thing, Ken, because the best team doesn't usually win the NCAA tournament. Uh, that's very rare that that happens. So... Can Kansas be the best team of the regular season? They could be. What I'm not in on this year, guys, and I think we're seeing the trend, and especially if you talk to teams coaching the Big Ten in, the re- in recent years, especially they've struggled in the tournament, is the big plotting centers that you can pull away from the po- play posts and can't play in five out. And you can put them in pick and roll situations and abuse them, a la Hunter Dickinson, a la Zach Eady, They're going to win a lot of regular season games. Can they win six and six and get you through all the way to cutting down the let- nets in the second week of- weekend of April this year? I'm not betting that. I, I don't think that's the case, especially with the shorter prices. I think there are other teams. When you look, I don't like trying to bet the champion right now. I think their better value is final four teams right now. To toss out, you know, one two teams are playing tonight. Actually, Marquette and Illinois get you a really good price, especially for Illinois to get to, the, to get the final four. Uh, Marquette's got Tyler Kolick returning Big East Player of the Year. He's got an ankle injury tonight. He's game time decision. I love the over in this game, and I'll come back to why I like overs right now. And they they're 10 and three when in high major matchups over the first four nine days of the season, is those two teams have guys that can score multiple ways, they can stretch the floor. Illinois has got Coleman Hawkins who is a pro, can knock down three, six, nine. He's very versatile. TJ Shannon is a great guard. Marquette's got guys who can score everywhere. I want I want teams that can play in space, play in pace, score still in the half court, and can defend you and score in multiple ways. I want teams with more versatility. I think that's where obviously our game is moving. And I think leaning towards teams that can do that is the better bet of teams are getting to win the whole thing or even getting to the Final Four right now, in my mind, especially in the last couple of years, have we seen teams that, like David McCormack's not what we're talking about. When KU won a couple of years ago, he could switch and pick and roll. He could defend in the post, score in the post, play outside, and defend on the, uh, when you play five out. That's my biggest thing is can they guard on the perimeter, and that's what you're looking for. The NBA's been there for years. College always follows it along. It's a little slower getting there. Those are the teams that I'm more interested in. So when you look at teams like Kansas, who's playing tonight, could be the best team. Purdue, great Duke. If they get tougher and more physical and can rebound better, they have a shot to win the whole thing. Uh, they got pros, they've got talent, they've got depth. But while I was there at Arizona, when I played Arizona last week, and you saw a team get bullied again, I mean, tonight I don't think they're going to get bullied. I don't think Michigan State is the same makeup, but that is the concern right now for Duke. I,
1: I, I want to like I want to save some time to do like the Final Four stuff with Dowling. I Thought that was a really interesting answer and like lots of interesting questions spread out there. I was I was going to ask about Purdue. And I guess Dallin kind of answered that question. Like, no, we are not going to do this again with Purdue, thankfully, even though Zach Eadie's back. They did beat Xavier last night by 12, the second choice in the market to win the national title. Also, I'd never bet them. So, Dallin, I'll give you the two point spreads right now for the, uh, for the Champions Classic games tonight. Then maybe we could do the Gavit tip-off and then do some, like, you know, bigger picture stuff for college hoops this season. Duke laying 3.5 against Sparty, 141.5. Kansas laying 6.5 against Kentucky, 147.5. Any bets for you, side and total tonight, Champions Classic in Chicago?
2: Yeah, I'll start with the Kansas-Kentucky game. And Last night, are you like when you beat the market, guys? I know we all do that. When that number opened at four and a half, I scooped it immediately. Kentucky is very young. They are Their bigs are hurt. And Hunter Dickinson, as I just said, can't defend a ton away from the post, but he can still score and beat you up in the post. And I don't know how – you know, Trey Mitchell's six, nine, is kind of frail. That's the guy that's going to be guarding him. And Kansas has veterans and a, a national champion already point guard, DeWan Harris. Uh, I love the Jayhawks. That number went down to seven. I think you said you guys got it at six and a half. Uh, I love it at four and a half. Already took it. The best play here for me is the over. And for this, the reason for this, folks, is the change of the charge block call. It's the worst call ever in college basketball. Thank God they finally changed it. You can no longer step underneath the guy that's in the air about to dunk on you. You can't just come diving underneath the guy, and put your feet there, and, and break up a play or get the charge call. You have to be planted when that player, offensive player's plant foot hits the ground. That changes the dynamic significantly. We've already seen so many more blocks called. We've seen so much more basically like Ole defense, like guys just essentially bailing out because they know they're not going to get called for a block. Or contesting, especially smaller weak side guards, contesting going straight up isn't hard to finish through. We've seen higher scoring. The 13, ranked, the 13 high major matchups, the two high major teams, 10 and 3 to the over right now. I think we see Kansas score. Their team total over is in play, I think it's 76 and a half. i like Kansas to win this game. I'm a little worried about laying seven or six-and-a-half just because John Calipari is a great coach. And Kentucky does have pro-NBA players. Those guys are all NBA players. They're just really young. I don't think they win the game, but could they keep it tight? Potentially, I do think we see points. The over is the play there. Uh, With Duke, I took it at two-and-a-half, loved it. I've seen it at four, back to three-and-a-half. My favorite play tonight is a money-line parlay of the two favorites. That gets you about the even money. That's my best bet for the day. Um, If I'm picking a side, I would still lean Duke. I think that could be a one possession game. Michigan State was horrible against James Madison. They shot it like crap. They relied on Tyson Walker too much. I think they'll be better, but I think Duke will be much better than they were against Arizona. I don't think Sparty has the same way to exploit them inside like Omar Ballo did for the Wildcats. And that's a grown man team and Duke just wasn't, didn't, couldn't will stand up to it. Michigan's tough. Michigan State's tough. I just don't think it's the same, but I can see it being a one possession game. So when it's under the three, I'm in. Soon it got to four and three and a half, I would lean more to Sparty if you're going to if you're going to play the side, but I don't love that right now. As I said, the Moneyline Parlay is my favorite way to go if you combine them both.
0: So, Dallin, if people are, are watching the Champions Classic, they watch those two games, they're like, all right, those two games are over. Maybe they're in the second half. Maybe Kansas is up big in the game. They're a big favorite, obviously. Okay, like, is there anything else on? or Are there, are there scores to follow? Two Basically, the two late starts, one at 10 o'clock Eastern, one at 11 o'clock Eastern, feature two teams already ranked very highly in Ken Palm, obviously both undefeated because they, they haven't played very many teams. Creighton plays at 10 o'clock, they play Iowa, they're a 12-point favorite. USC plays at 11 o'clock, they're about a 12, 12 and a half point favorite, so both teams expected to win tonight. Maybe those games won't be very competitive. Are those are those potential sleeper teams? I've seen a lot of people talk about Creighton, actually, the last couple of years with a bunch of guys back last year, too. Creighton and USC playing late tonight. Any interest in either of them, sort of a long-term play?
2: 100%. I wrote an article for ESPN.com last month, hence you read reading my mind about, uh, about Creighton. Uh, I was one freaking horrible call away from San Diego State last year in that end of that game because I took them in January when they were uh, plus 1100 to get to the Final Four, and they were right there. And I, I'm I'm still on Creighton despite the fact that uh, Ryan Nemhard left. I still Stephen Ashworth comes in at point guard. He's one of the best. I think most critical potential impact transfers in the country. Trey Alexander's been awesome. Brian Culpepper is one of the best defensive bigs, and again, a big that can step away, guard away from the fo- away from the hoop. Protect the rim. He can make shots. I mean, he is a dynamic player. And he's the fourth-leading scorer right now. They haven't really needed him to score, granted from the competition they played. Love Creighton to get to the Final Four again. I think when I wrote that article, they were plus 800. Uh, that was in uh, right about two weeks before the season started, so I've not seen where their number moved. That's what I took back then. I've not seen where it's at currently, but you're right. A lot of people have talked about him, so I imagine that price maybe has moved down. Or plus or 1,800, I think. That number has moved down. Um, but I do love Creighton a lot, and Creighton-Iowa game, Again, that's another one that could hit an over could be in play there. Let's be real, guys. I got a lot of action from like the six, seven, you know, nine o'clock window. We're gonna <laughs> see how that goes, and then we're gonna we're gonna work our way into into that that ten o'clock, eleven o'clock window and see what we're doing. But the over is my lean for that game because Iowa, as much as they never really can struggle to guard, they can still score. Graham McCaffrey's not gonna play scared. They'll play at pace. They'll switch up defenses. I think Creighton can can still carve that up. I don't love a side laying that many points with another. You know high major decent team uh although creighton is at home uh i'd like the over in that game usc is a, a little bit of a different situation uh isaiah call your guys that dude is the real freaking deal like in that opener they played that was one of the few good games last week was just the physicality he just gets to the rim whenever he wants and he, he's the number one freshman in the country that's not really that talked about at all um but should the, one of the in recent years has been very relative to other number one players not really talked about. I know Ronnie James takes a lot of shine out there, and not even on the floor right now. We hope he can and gets fully healthy. But is real, and Boogie Ellis is an outstanding guard. They have two of the best guards in the country. you um, U.C. Irvine's, Irvine's a solid mid-major, but I, I would, I would, you know, mess around. I think they could win by 15 or so. Um, and I'm going to keep riding the overtrain most likely. And again, let's we'll see how this early slate goes. But that, that the over/under that is 149. That's what I had. I saw earlier today. That would be my lean. I'm gonna, I'm going to continue to play this trend until. We've seen this before with, with rule changes like this. It takes a while for the players to adjust. The refs are going to call it tight because they want to get evaluated well early on That they are focusing on the emphasis. We'll see if that continues in league play. A lot of times they, they start to let things go, but they usually start pretty stringent, and they have. So I'm going to keep leaning into that, that you're going to see more fouls, more offensive at the, la- at the, la- the lane that are unobscured or end up in foul shots that are helping the scoring.
1: I. I just feel like our listeners and viewers hearing that answer from Dallin, like that scene from Wolf of Wall Street, one of us. One of us. <laughs> right. Let's see how the early slate goes, and then we'll talk about how we, what we're going to do coming up in the night slate. Absolutely love that. Our guest is, I don't even know if he's like rising star anymore, just like ESPN star Dallin Cuff, studio host for ESPN, like betting analyst for ESPN Bet live on Twitter, at Dallin Cuff. Dallin, final question for you here. We have about a minute for the answer. You mentioned Creighton being a potential final fourth team this year and the price that you betted at. You wrote about it before the season for ESPN give us a, a mid-major that you're watching for this year that you could think potentially could make a lot of noise maybe make a big run coming up in March to close here in about 60 seconds if you'd be so kind
2: the, those are tough Nick, just because they're you got to as a mid-major to make a run in March you have to put together the resume in the non-league and then you have to basically dominate your league to make sure you get in and you usually got to win the tournament uh, the team I think I am intrigued by, just because what they did last year and they maintained everybody, it's a cop out, but it is FAU. I, I don't like to do what they did last year to get to the Final Four was insane, but can they in the American represent, dominate that conference, especially now that Houston left? And will they find themselves back in the NCAA tournament with experience, with great guards, and to a... it? I'm not saying they're going to get to the Final Four, but I think they're they are a team to watch. Granted, their ranking has them way up there right now, and they've been in some tighter games, but I think they're. Their situation intrigues me um, this year. So we'll see how they, how they play out. And um, I, I will say this, James Madison beating Michigan State kind of opens your eyes. at are the Sun Belt favorite. You never know. A team that has, again, a bunch of guys coming back that can really shoot it, that are tough and smart and are unafraid, you, you want those guys in March. And that team impressed me uh, from Bickerstaff on the inside all the way out to a lot of their guards. That, that was a hell of a performance. So it's teams like that that kind of put themselves on the map early at the end, begin to track through the course of the season and you kind of assess what they can do.
1: Absolutely love it. And I think, like, the energy knowledge and enthusiasm that our guy Dallin Cuff showed. Like, this is like, this is all the time for Dallin. Right at the start of the college basketball season. We absolutely love it. Got me even more fired up to watch and, of course, bet on these games coming up tonight. My friend, we sincerely appreciate the time. Want everyone to follow him on Twitter, at Dallin Cuff. And, of course, you can watch him on ESPN, where he absolutely kills it. Uh, Good luck with all the bets tonight. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Same to you, fellas. Have a good one.
1: Our pal, Dallin Cuff, joining us here on the show. I got to tell you, man, st- stud, absolute Look, stud. Gave
0: me, gave me a potential. I'm, I'm looking up, like, major versus major totals, like, in the break. <laughs> like that's, I'm, like, I'm like, wait, like, my ears perk up big time when I hear an angle like that. So, yeah, let's check that one out. That one sounds pretty good.
1: Absolutely love it. On the other side, we'll continue our Handicap Week 11 in the National Football League, and we'll talk Sunday night football. Russell Wilson against the Pastronaut Broncos and Vikings.